Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. We start out today looking at the latest car sales in the U.S. market. And there's no question, we're starting to see those sales cool off. The seasonally adjusted rate came to only 14.8 million units. While that is up strong compared to a year ago, it's down from the 15.2 million SAR in March. And I think this is something like the third month in a row we've seen the SAR drop. Total sales came in at nearly 1.3 million vehicles, up about 4% on a daily selling rate basis. And it was very good news for GM, Ford, and Chrysler. They picked up two points of market share to take 47% of the market, while the Asian and European automakers lost share, mainly the Europeans. The Volkswagen brand really took it on the chin, dropping 14%. The biggest gainers were the amazing Subaru, up 20%. Nissan had a really strong month, up 18%. Ford was up 13, GM nearly 7, and Chrysler was up 6%. The biggest losers were Mitsubishi, down 19%, Volvo off nearly 12, Mazda off 11. And here's the biggest surprise of all, Toyota was down 5%, followed by Kia off by 4. Now this gives you a good snapshot of the overall market, but there's more news in these numbers, and we'll be covering that in the days to come. General Motors posted its first quarter earnings this morning, and while the numbers are not that impressive, there is some good news buried in there. GM's worldwide sales grew by 3.6%. They hit 2.3 million vehicles. Even so, its revenue fell by nearly a billion dollars due to more price discounting. And yet, its operating profit stayed the same, and its net profit fell by only $100 million. And that's where the good news lies. GM is gaining some kind of efficiencies to be able to maintain its margins in the face of falling revenue. And wait, we're not done with General Motors just yet. It just became the first major automaker in the U.S. to sign a climate declaration. It calls for policymakers to address climate change by promoting clean energy, boosting efficiency, limiting carbon emissions, and driving a more efficient car. GM's goal is to reduce its own energy use 20% by 2020. Uh Uh-oh, more bad news for the EV business. Spain is chopping its EV subsidies. Cars and vans saw the largest drop. They chopped it by $1,300, but you still get $6,600 if you buy an EV. But electric bus subsidies were nearly cut in half, and now electric bikes don't get any subsidies at all. And while China is not exactly throwing in the towel on EVs, it is turning its emphasis to more conventional technology. Despite the most generous EV subsidies in the world, sales of EVs have been quite disappointing. So China is turning its attention towards downsizing engines and using turbos and direct injection and to using gearboxes with more gears as a way to reduce fuel consumption and pollution. You know, Roger Penske seems to be involved in all aspects of the automotive industry, and now his logistics company just announced it's going to run all of BMW North America's parts distribution, supplying BMW dealerships. 
The former head of marketing at General Motors, Joel Lamonic, just got a new job. According to Ward's Auto, he's the president and managing partner of Global Auto Systems, which provides research, information, and consulting to the global automotive industry. As you may remember, Iwanek was fired from GM last year over a marketing deal that he made with the Manchester United soccer team that upset upper management. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at all the changes they made to the 2013 Nissan Leaf. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. Last week I told you how Nissan is suddenly selling a lot more of its electric car, the Leaf. One reason is its lower price, but another are all the upgrades that have been engineered into the 2013 model thanks to a bunch of customer feedback. On the outside of the car, Nissan added 17-inch alloy wheels. They improved the aerodynamics by closing off the ends of the honeycomb grille on the front. But the biggest exterior change was the charge port that now opens from the key fob and is illuminated for plugging in the car inside a dark garage. So when we talk about the inside of the vehicle, there's a couple things to note. The customers gave us some feedback about the headrests. They said they were too big. So we reduced the size of the headrests and the feedback has been very positive from our customers. We also added leather interior, which has really changed and gives us a much more luxurious look and feel uh, to the vehicle. We've added some customer convenience to the dash. We got a lot of feedback that they wanted actually a state of charge meter. So we put one right in the center of the dash so they can always see the difference between range on the vehicle and the state of charge on the battery. We've also added a Bose high efficiency sound system to the vehicle, which uh, if you've ever heard a Bose system, especially in this car, it sounds fantastic. Then when you get to more utility, We've removed the six point, uh, the onboard charger, the 3.3 onboard charger from the back cargo compartment and put it into the motor compartment of the vehicle. This has created additional utility. You have fold down rear seats and you can stick large objects all the way from the hatch into the back passenger compartment uh, of the vehicle. So all in all, what we did is we took positive customer feedback, very constructive, and incorporated those elements in improving the overall feel of the vehicle, the look, and the customer convenient aspects. Brendan also told me how Nissan engineers improved the vehicle's power plant, making it more efficient, as well as upgrading what they call the car's B mode, which involves much heavier brake regeneration to recharge the battery. By the way, sales of the LEAF were just under 2,000 units last month in the U.S. market, and while that's down 6% from the month before, it's still much better than before Nissan made all these changes. Say, don't miss Autoline After Hours tonight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time at our website, www.autoline.tv. We'll have Bob Purcell, the CEO of Protein Electric, talking about how they're going to be taking their electric hub motors into production. So join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for some of the best insider discussion in the industry. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.